breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty in studio. Cattle Parish Sheriff Steve Prater, longtime friend of the program. Welcome, sir. Thank you, thank you. Glad and, to be here. And you brought somebody with you this morning. Yes, I brought Jay Long, who's the chief deputy, been chief deputy for eight years. Wow. And he's going to take over. And uh, when I'm out of there on uh, the 29th of this month, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, not too many, not too many days left. I. I think most people have heard, but in case they haven't, you've accepted a new position. Yes, sir. Uh, the governor appointed me to the parole board or the pardon and parole board, whatever. You handle both of them. And uh, you can't. It's considered a full-time job. Uh, so you can't actually be on that and be an elected official according to state law. So I'll step down a few months early in order to take that. And, um, it's, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. I'm kind of was glad there, to do that. Was there an option, Chair, for you to take that July 1 and wait until you're done with Chair? No, he, he's, uh, it's, it's, there's a, it's a five person board. Okay. And they have a lot of things that they're in the middle of doing and they needed somebody. So I got them to give me 30 days. Okay. Uh, but he can fill it immediately and then it has to be confirmed by the Senate. You go to work immediately and then the Senate confirms it. Now you're mm-hmm. not, go- are you going to have to move to Baton Rouge? No. That, how does no, that work? No, most of the, most of it is teleconferencing. Uh, it's three days a week, uh, that they have these teleconferences. Then you'll go to Baton Rouge. For about one or two days a month is the way, uh, and I'm, I'm just, all this is hearsay. It's not mm-hmm. experience speaking here. It's what I'm being told. And so, uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's a full-time job is what they call it, but book, the salary is, is $40,000 set by state law. Mm-hmm. And, and you work just, uh, I don't know, 17, 18 weeks out of the year. So it's now not. Now will you be able to get your uh, retirement? At the same time, or do you have to delay yes, that? Yes, you, that's you a complete uh, different system. Right. That's the Louisiana Sheriff's Association okay. retirement system, and this other will be um, state state of Louisiana job. Okay. So how be long, working how for long y'all. were you sheriff? I was sheriff for 50, uh, 24 years, mm-hmm. uh, minus four months, but Sheriff Hathaway had brought me on six months early, uh, so therefore I've got... I'll have 24 years and two months. Jay, Jay Long is the chief deputy, and, and he's being, being elevated to sheriff beginning March 1st, correct, Jay? That's correct, yes. Um, there's some concern in the community about the transition from Prater to the next sheriff after this election. Um, will you be handling that transition with whoever's elected, or will Prater be helping you? How are y'all going to do that? Definitely. I, I'll be... Um, Facilitating that transition, yes. Well, will you have any involvement, Sheriff? Yeah, I'm, oh, sure. I'll be anything they want to know because, I mean, you know me well enough to know that anything that I can do for the betterment of the Cattle Parish Sheriff's Office and the service to the citizens of Cattle Parish, that's all I've ever known. And that's all I'll do. So I'll be coming down anytime I'm requested, but I'll be on my own time, my own nickel. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but sure, I'll, I'll help whoever wins. Uh, 
you know, whether John Nicholson wins, and I know that he would has asked me already, uh, and if Henry Whitehorn wins, uh, you know, I'd be available if they need anything. Jay will be working down there with them, and he'll just have to decide. Jay will decide. Uh, Chief Long, soon mm-hmm. to be Sheriff Long, yep. will decide when they can come down, and because uh, I won't be associated with the sheriff's office. Kind of, I hate to even say that. I'm, you know, it's hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I won't even have a key to the place. Jay, you've been chief deputy for eight years now. Correct. So why didn't you run for sheriff when Steve Prater announced his retirement? The way our retirement system set up, I will have maxed out. What does that mean? Uh, Thirty-four years. So 34 years, it's time for me to go. I will have 34 years of service as of September the 15th. So it just didn't work out. Plus, I'd have beat you if you had <laughs> wrong. So didn't think of that. But, uh, so, so, Jay, do you make any changes? Is there anything you do between now and, you know, July 1 when the new sheriff takes over? Or do you just kind of keep the truck rolling the same way it's going? Well, you know, I've been in the wheelhouse of this ship watching him drive it for a long time and i know the direction we're headed and uh, nothing's going to change we're just going to continue with what we're going you obviously know about the shortage of deputies the shortage in the in the police department um you're going to keep working on that i guess keep working on on the many priorities that y'all have that's the biggest problem i think facing most law enforcement agencies is, and we're not excluded from that mm-hmm. do you stay on beyond july 1st what's your plan well, my plan is to retire uh, July first. Yes, mm-hmm. if if uh, if I'm asked to stay on by whoever wins, I could stay until September, early September. But, but thirty-four your... years, you say. You know what? I'm ready to pick up the rod, the fishing rod. Is that? And actually, I already have thirty-four because that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I started as a reserve deputy with the wow. sheriff's office in '89. That's when I started. Okay, take yeah. me inside baseball a little bit. How did he, Sheriff Prater, tell you, tag your it? How'd that happen? It was pretty unceremonial. <laughs> he, just, he just came in. I was surprised. But, uh, you know, those of us who know him, uh, we tease him about his uh, lack of sense of direction. So I already, always knew that he might just wander off somewhere and I might... <laughs> I might be sheriff, but, uh, but that didn't happen. So it's not a complete surprise. Yeah. Pretend like he's not in the room, um, if you don't mind, for just a minute, Jay. Uh, March 1st, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, his, what's been his best quality as sheriff for 24 years? How much time you got? Long as you need. Okay. So what I can say about the sheriff is... You know, he is the same guy that, that's, that's quick of wit that you know that is on the news doing the interview with the sound bite. That's who he is. Uh, I get him a little more unfiltered. Uh, but to me, his, his best quality is. <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> but his best quality, I'm sorry. Is he has the ability to be the boss. And to be your friend, be one of the guys. A lot of people, they don't have a distinct line, but he does. Mm-hmm. He, he can do that. Uh, he is he is very fair, and uh, he is very transparent about what goes on in the sheriff's office. You feel like you know everything you need to know to be sheriff March 1st? Everything. <laughs> you know, the, the unknown, I, I'm sure there's some things I would I would need to know, but... Uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, that's just part of the that's just how the business works you don't know what's coming Let's switch it to you now, Steve okay. Prater. All right. What's Jay Long's best quality as he steps into your chair? Jay's um he he can handle he can handle people, situation. He knows so many people throughout the parish, which is important when you go into a situation like this. Uh he knows uh how to deal with things. One thing I've always told Jay and I like about Jay is the fact that Jay's got a lot of interests other in the Kettle Fair Sheriff's Office. He likes to ride motorcycles and go on the trips on his dirt bike. He likes to uh, go fishing on the weekends. He likes shooting. He, he, he does that in competition shooting. So he's got a lot of other interests. Sometimes, sometimes, especially when you get into a field like ours, and especially when you get up in the rank like chief deputy or, or especially me, you get so focused and and so that that your only interest is is doing the job and he's got a healthy balance he had a he had quadruples is that what you say quadruplets quadruplets because i always call them quadrupeds but <laughs> but he had a he had he had four kids when he was a young deputy he and his wife and so at the same time yes Yes, three Holy boys and a girl. A few minutes apart, I think. Wow. But but um, but anyway, you had those, and to have raised them to the kind of kids that they are, and they're all now been out of college and got successful careers and all of that. I mean, how do you do that on a deputy salary and still be able to maintain your finances and and your sanity to mm-hmm. raise four kids? So he's he's got a leg up. He ought to be able to. Yeah, I'll be able to juggle a lot of balls at one time. Can you both stay with us for uh, through the break? I want sure, I want to sure. talk to you about you've endorsed obviously uh, John Nicholson. Yes, sir. In the in the upcoming election, I want to talk to you about that coming up. Mike McCarty sure. with Sheriff Prater and uh, Chief Deputy Jay Long in studio. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on one hundred one seven FM and seven ten Keel. In studio with Caddo Parish Sheriff Steve Prater. I can't believe this is your first time in since we've moved into our new studio. That's you, way you, too you long. You had asked me to come back, yeah. or come by, and I was out of town or something. That's right. Come up, and uh, I'd love to. I need to come in and host the show for you sometime. Chief Deputy and, uh, Jay Long. Absolutely. I don't know host the show, but help co-host come with on, one yes. of you yes. somebody's out of town. Now you've uh, you've endorsed uh, prior to obviously this this announcement. Uh, you're uh, stepping down early. Uh, Former uh, Shreveport Council person, uh, John Nicholson. Yes, sir. And there's been a lot of criticism. Well, he's got no law enforcement experience. What what made you choose? What did you see in uh, John Nicholson that made you say he's going to be a good sheriff? His integrity, his honesty, his boldness, willing to come out. And he fought, he fought the administration. Uh, that he served as city council under, which, as we know, uh, was Adrian Perkins and Whitehorn and all. He held their feet to the fire. Uh, he wasn't able as a city councilman to make them do, you know, make all the right decisions. But he held their feet to the fire and brought, uh, you know, shine the light on some of the insurance stuff and the the uh, the problem about the lady that was trying to do the recycling without mm-hmm. even a vehicle and. And all of that kind of nonsense. He was he was bold enough to come out and say those sorts of things. And honest, a public servant, willing to he was willing to serve on the city council, 
mm-hmm. which tells he he's got, and then he was smart enough not to run again uh, for city council, which tells me he's got some good sense. And so he he's taken a pretty serious pay cut to be the sheriff to serve the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got no ego about it because uh, he's got a thriving law practice. Sure, that he's, he's a mm-hmm. partner, and sure, Jay. Jay Long is the chief deputy going to be sheriff March 1st. Um, do you endorse fully John Nicholson? Are you coming out to support John Nicholson uh, in these few months that you're going to be on as sheriff? Absolutely. And tell us why you support him. Well, I don't know either man personally, uh, other than seeing him at Government Plaza when Nicholson was a councilman and when Mr. Whitehorn was the CAO of the city. But just the, the mere fact of the policy of stop and frisk that show me one jurisdiction where that was stopped and crime went down that's mm. that didn't happen right that that bothers me as a citizen are you concerned that um after the march election you'll be still sheriff that and if henry whitehorn is elected that you may lose a bunch of deputies i mean that there may be folks that decide they're going to retire early they're going to move on to other jurisdictions is that a concern not a great concern. I think we may lose some people. That that could happen. Yes, mm-hmm. it could happen. Sheriff Prater, are you concerned about that too? Some losing yes, a lot I'm, of deputies. I, we can't we can't afford to lose anybody mm-hmm. um, because we're so short-handed now. Sixty-four as last count. Wow. We're sixty-four deputies down. Post deputies. And the Shreveport Police gets all of the attention because they're down so much. And and I'm not complaining about that, but you. You also got to understand we're down a lot too, and we can't we can't perform the services we would like to be. So we don't need a lot of people leaving. I tell everybody just to keep your head down and and uh, and and just keep doing your job. A lot of them are scared that they're going to be replaced and scared of this and and you know fearful of this. And I know it's a it's a hard time for everybody that works at the Cattle Parish Sheriff's Office. Sheriff, but, we, there have been. Uh, Questions asked when, when you came out and supported Nicholson. Well, why not? Aren't there qualified deputies like Chief Long that that could uh, run in your stead that you've been working with for several years? And the ones that showed an interest in it, uh, two of my top people, one of them's Bobby Herring, and he lives in Bossier. Mm-hmm. You have to live in Caddo Parish mm-hmm. for a year. The other one is John May. John May showed an interest. He lives in Texas. Jay didn't want it, um, you know, and there are a few others that that one thing or another they couldn't it didn't work out. That's why I went with John Nixon. I know everybody says he doesn't have law enforcement experience. This is a perfect example right here of me leaving, turning everything over to Jay, and Jay can put keep the keep the ship going. Okay, your chief deputy does so much with the cattle parish sheriff, with any sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. Your chief deputy, the the me as sheriff, uh, you know, you're, you're the CAO. You got you got seven hundred employees, a seventy million dollar budget. You've got a lot of things to keep on the track. Mm-hmm. Has Whitehorn reached out to you at all during any of this? No, sir. Not no, sir. Mm-mm. And and the thing about it, I keep hearing how we're they're going to clear the jail out. Uh, I was ask you about he that. and the DA are going to clear the jail out. I have the been begging. I have been begging all city leaders, including the CAO when he was CAO, and including the DA and everyone else. How are we going to do something about clearing our jail out? Nobody's come up with the first 
single, didn't even want to have a meeting, wouldn't even come to meetings. And now all of a sudden, magically, we can do things about crime. Magically, we can do things about clearing the jail out. Well, where in the hell were you before? Mm. Okay. Can y'all stay with us? Because there's a crime special session coming up. And I want to know what are some of your priorities as the leaders of Caddo Parish uh, that you want to see lawmakers address when they I, talk I about crime. That. Okay, cool. Uh, in studio with County Parish Sheriff Steve Prater, on Chief Deputy Jay Long, Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, and on the free Keel app. More breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I won, right? July 1st. July 1st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another sheriff will, the new sheriff will take over. Okay, crime session kicks off February 19th in Baton Rouge. Um, Governor Landry's been working on a package of bills. I guess he's been, he has had a transition team putting together his package. Sheriff Prater, you've been serving on that panel, correct? Right. I was on that team and, and as you might suspect, very vocal. And, um, and we've gotten a number of things that the governor's agreed with us on because we were in lockstep before the, before Mm -hmm. the election and before the transition team. So these aren't new to him, but things like raising the age. Everybody talks about juvenile crime and juvenile problems and how juvenile crime is spiked. Well, you've added another year. You've added the worst year. And for juveniles, nobody realizes that's why juvenile crime is up so much is because now you're calling 17-year-olds juveniles. Mm. And so it only makes sense if you add another year in there, you're going to have more crimes involved. But 17-year-olds, when they go to CCC, do you have to house them differently because they're 17? Y- <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I'm I'm smiling about that because it's so difficult to do. Sure. Uh, In fact, it's it's all but impossible to do. Now, if they are... But by the same token, if if they were still in the juvenile system, you can't put them with twelve year olds. No, you know, you've got to you've got to isolate them there Mm -hmm. as well. Right, right. And so it's it's a really it's a difficult thing. And Rick Ferris. Who's the commander has done a very, and the whole staff out there and all the deputies out there, they do a great job of, of keeping the lid on things, uh, not hiding things. I don't mean that, mm-hmm. but I mean keeping the lid on things. Maintaining uh, control. Because we're out, we're way overcrowded to begin with. Then you throw these juveniles in there that you're supposed to keep out of sight and sound, which is impossible with our facility to do. There's no way that you can do it. And so it's, you know, to monitor all that. But that's one thing the governor, we, we chase rabbits, but mm-hmm. one thing the governor wants to do is make 17-year-olds and uh, back to being adults and not his other His other priorities in the crime session, what are some Transparency of the Transparency other- and sentencing is a huge thing. And uh, people, and I've been on this show for years, telling ever since Justice Reinvestment, telling you that when somebody, is, they commit a burglary and they get five years, they do not serve five years. Even if the judge says without benefit of parole, probation, or suspension of sentence, they don't serve five years. They say serve 35% of five years. Minus any programs they take. That is not transparency in sentencing. So the victim walks out of the courtroom and said that little towards that bad word. That little fella um, broke into my house. Now he got to serve five years. That's not true. With time served, he's he's walking out the back door while you walking out the front door of the courthouse. Mm. So, and that's one thing the governor is very much uh, in lockstep with, the, you know, all of us about mm-hmm. justice reinvestment, truth in sentencing, raising the age. 
hopefully we're going to end up getting like 65, 75, 85% of your time you're going to serve. And it was my, the, the governor really wants to do away with, I won't speak for the governor, but it, to do away with the parole board because you won't need parole because people okay. will serve what they're sentenced to. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, kind of where we're, but do, that, do you see us getting to that point? Yes, sir. They, well, I mean, we have a lot better chance now with this cur- current administration. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Sheriff Prater, that brings up a point, though, because then if, if we're going to keep people in jail, we're going to need more jails. And, you know, everybody's thinking, NIMBY, not in my backyard. Nobody wants a jail near their house. Right. We really need to come to grips with that. We're right. going to need more bed space. Right. I think you're right. I think there's going to be a need for more bed space. Not at CCC. Now, I'm speaking state level. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, folks that are convicted. But there's... Um, Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, mm-hmm. and and the truth of the matter is there are a lot of beds in the state system that were shut down because there were a lot of sheriffs, not the Caddo Parish Sheriff, but there's a lot of sheriffs that actually are willing, because the state wanted them to, are willing to keep state prisoners. Jay, let me. Um, Jay Long is with us as well. He's the chief deputy, soon to be the sheriff. Um, Steve is, has been one that has followed the data and watched it closely, specifically with the Justice Reinvestment Act, to see that list of inmates that were released and then to keep track of the, were these really violent offenders or not, or and some of them were pled down to lesser. Do you watch those kind of things as, as critically as he does? Do you keep track of some of these laws that are really hurting fight, crime fighting? He usually works on that and gives it to me once he's finished with it. Okay. Yes, I, I don't. I don't necessarily have the time to do right that in depth research, but he has flip charts and files, and his office is full. He 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 gets worked up sometimes and comes and tells me about it. Yeah. Do you do you get as worked up as he does about say criminal justice reinvestment? Does Absolutely. that trouble you as much? Absolutely. The, the thing that gets me is the convicted felon with the firearm. That's the one that gets me the most. And and I was wondering, I was going to ask the sheriff, I'm going to turn interviewer here. Go ahead. About the uh, violent crimes list. Did, did Are we looking to put some of those crimes back on the violent crimes list? Yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll do things like illegal use of a firearm. Uh, that needs to be back on the violent crime list. And it was taken off. And so there's other things that need to be dealt with. Of course, hopefully... You know, hopefully we'll strike a balance where you don't, you'll do something about your good time because that's the main thing the violent crime list is used for is if you're on the violent crime list, if it's a certain crime, then you have to serve 75% of your time. Mm-hmm. And if it's not on the violent crime, you only serve 35% of your time. Well, that's all the truth in sentencing. It needs to, we've got to, we, the whole thing is kind of boogered up. Mm-hmm. And it's boogered up to the benefit of the criminal. And to the unbenefit, is that a word? Unbenefit of the <laughs> it victim. It is now, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, 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 it hurts the victim and helps the criminal the way that the, our criminal justice system and sentencing is. But for some reason, that's the way the left seems to want it. Mm. Well, the left ain't in charge right now in state. <laughs> so. Hallelujah. Now, Jay, how actively will you be involved in the session? You, 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 will be, you won't quite be sheriff yet until they're right to the end of the session on crime. How actively will you be involved when you see Bill that you think 
we really need to pass that or that's a bad bill. Will you be the kind that will jump on the phone and call those lawmakers and say, hey, this is a bad idea? Absolutely. They need to know where the sheriff's office stands on that, yes. Would you actually go down there lobbying for certain bills? I mean, is that in your wheelhouse? In four months, I'm going to say no. Yeah. yeah. Not enough time. Not I mean, enough time. Switching gears a little bit to pay for our deputies, where does the Caddo Sheriff's Office stand in terms of how we compare with pay in in our region and in this area? We're we're uh, we're actually probably one of the top paying in our area. Uh, DeSoto Parish Sheriff's Office, State Police, they pay more than us. We pay a good bit. I'm not sure of the Bozier Sheriff's Office. Uh, they may pay similar to us, but we're all pretty close. Uh, the sheriff's offices offer better benefits than the city PDs do, and so, How if, so? well, like state law says that all deputy sheriffs will have their insurance fully paid by the sheriff's office. Okay, and so that's a that's a home run right there. The uh, pensions, uh, the sheriff's office, Kettle Parish Sheriff's Office pays the deputies portion of the pension, in addition to the sheriff's. Uh, the, offices portion mm-hmm. of the pension those kind of things there's a lot of benefits uh we pay p- a portion of your family's health insurance so there's a lot that we do at the sheriff's office in the way of benefits plus our pay with like with Shreveport police department we're about the same maybe a little bit more than them mm-hmm. uh we pay for co- your college we'll pay you for college we pay you an incentive for shooting good and staying in shape Okay. Uh, that sort of thing. Okay, I'm, I'm, let me change gears just okay. because Aaron and I have talked about this before. Have you ever seen the show 60 Days In? Do you watch that? No, I have not seen that. I haven't seen it. Well, then never mind. Okay. <laughs> I bet it's good. It's, a, it's an inside. They, they take uh, average citizens and put them inside a jail. The sheriff wants to know what's actually going on inside that jail. I just wanted to, if you had seen that, get your opinion. But I should have no, asked you off. If you want to go, no. I, I volunteer, Mike. <laughs> I think you should. I should you should take it. Absolutely, I do not. No, Sheriff I, Prater, I got more before sense we, than that. Before we let y'all go, I want to. People have come up with a new nickname for you, okay. and it's uh, it's a uh, no pardon Prater. No pardon on Prater. your in your new role. The people are saying, ain't nobody ever going to get out of jail with you on that pardon board. Um, well, you're going to scrutinize these cases very strictly, correct? Right, right. It's it's not. I'm a, I believe in second chances, but but certain circumstances you get second chances and third chances. And I have other four members that will be voting too, and and uh, you know I don't know what kind of persuasion they will be. And so it's a joint effort. Uh, I may be, I'm more familiar with the crime, the criminal aspect of it, and I'm more familiar with the victims than, than many professions, because I've stretched and been around and been under so much crime scene tape in my life that, uh, that you could go from here to Alaska with it and back. Mm-hmm. And so I know what it's like to look at the face of a victim and say some, you know, somebody has shot your child, somebody has shot your, your mother, raped your sister, we found the body parts of your dad. You know, I've had to do that sort of thing, and so, so I'm not real tolerant uh, of bad behavior. How much rehabilitation is really happening in, in any of our jails? Well, and let me go back real quick. Yeah. You said you believe in second chances, which uh, great, but we're not talking second chances for the most part. These are fifth and sixth, most or most of them that you have down there have ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Absolutely. Marks At on what their point rap do we sheet. Say, and, Look, you've had a chance. You've blown it. 
Yeah. And at some point, people that are going to hurt you have to be segregated from folks that aren't going to hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, so all that will be taken into account. And, uh, and anyway, yeah. Well, before we let you go, we have to say to Sheriff Prater, thank you for your dedication, your years of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wish you the best in your new venture. Um, okay. and, and real quick, how's your health? Great. Everything's I, good. I had a heart stent and everybody, folk, not everybody, some folks focused on that and said there must be something wrong. Most folks out there got a heart stent. And mine took about 15 minutes to clear up and I didn't realize I had it. And, good. and it was just on a regular checkup. And so, it, it, but it made me realize that 51 years of doing the same thing is, you know, try something different. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was going to be. God has blessed me through my whole career path from the day I, well, really from the day I was born. And then now this thing has come on with the pardon board to keep me in active. And, and so, and, and we won't say goodbye this morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. I'll no. come back and we'll do a whole show about, uh, <laughs> fishing when, when I'm not, <laughs> when I'm, yeah, I'll be unfiltered then, yeah. and I'll be able to talk to you. And we'll <laughs> Jay, Jay smiling big right now. He's heard the unfiltered. Yeah, and Jay, all the best to you. If you ever need anything from us, we're yes. here. Um, I have to get your digits before you leave because he'll tell you. Lord knows, I'll text you at six a.m. Mm-hmm. You yeah. up? Well, thank you. you up. No, thanks for having me. <laughs> all right, thank y'all for all of y'all support and all the listeners. Mm-hmm. I, Thank you so much for the encouragement, the money, the votes, the pats on the back when I go to Walmart or when mm-hmm. I go to Home Depot. You're always there encouraging me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You bet. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you so much. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Sorry, I'm staring out the window, looking at this 18-wheeler that's still laying on its side, westbound lane, I-20, just past Pines Road. uh, It's actually directly in front of the radio station Mm -hmm. uh, between Pines Road and Industrial. And uh, traffic is backed up on the other side of Pines Road. They're rerouting traffic. They're not letting anything through westbound. Avoid this area if, uh, if you can. I'm anxious to see how they're going to turn this 18-wheeler back upright. Yes. Um, I don't know about injuries. We know there were uh, – it happened about 5, 540 this morning. Mm-hmm. We heard it. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought it was thunder because I don't have a window in my office. But uh, I definitely heard it. And uh, so I don't know. There's a car that's that seems to have run up on that 18-wheeler. The, uh, the the cab as it's laying on its side, and then there's a mail truck also right. that looks like it was involved. It, it's a bobtail. We it it appears that the the mail truck, which is a, not a big mail truck, it's one of the smaller ones. Um, and right, the, and it's the, a bobtail. Yes, that's thank what you. that's called. And the um and the car, the vehicle were involved in a wreck, and then the eighteen wheeler was trying to avoid it, and I saw the eighteen wheeler kind of swerve. To try to avoid it, and that's when the 18-wheeler flipped uh, and maybe landed on the uh, the SUV or the passenger vehicle. Um, there were at least two ambulances out there early this morning. They're they're all gone, but traffic is the problem. The Pines Road exit ramp is a parking lot. Um, the 220 Cross Lake Bridge headed westbound is 
at a standstill because they're having to exit all the traffic. I don't know if they're making them get off at Lakeshore or if they're letting them get go on to Jefferson Page. But that's going to be a problem for a while. Folks are having to wind their way onto Highway 80. If you can stay on 220 and go on to 70th Street, that might be a, a better alternative. But I don't know if you can do that or not. But it is a mess and it's going to be for the bulk of the morning, I would bet. It's going to take a while to get that truck flipped up and get the interstate back open. It looks like they're laying a blanket out. Uh, not uh, good. Not good. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted. You bet. Uh, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I have to tell you, I I I am very disappointed that the city and Rev Entertainment could not work out a deal. If you haven't heard, I haven't seen a lot on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but that deal it, at this point seems to be dead. Yeah, there's no. Uh, no agreement that it seemed it was going to cost the city more than city officials felt the benefit would would uh, outweigh. Right. It was I'm looking at the rev report the city sent me. Um, I haven't fully digested it yet, but I think it was more than one hundred and five million dollars. I think the projected costs may have gone even higher than that by the time you add everything in you wanted. And the city was going to have to, you know, um Go in debt, bonded indebtedness to pay for it. And that's where you have the problem because if you need more um, more money revenue for other projects, say you need to do a revenue bond for something else in your community, maybe your infrastructure, but you already have this $100 million out there, it might limit what you would be available to borrow for other projects. And I think that's the concern of the administration. I think it was like we don't feel like we can go – you know, in this much debt for this project when we have such other greater needs in Which, the community. And I can understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, you can see that. But at, at some point, you have to go, look, we have to make an investment for our future. Right. And th- the thing is, you... Maybe you, not that big of an investment, obviously. Right. But can you scale this back some? Could you possibly do that? I think that perhaps... But right now, Rev, and that's what Rev wanted. You know, that was what they pitched for that, you know, a new stadium and a, and a, an entertainment complex with other things going on down there at the mm-hmm. fairgrounds. Um, I just don't know that it would be feasible at this point to, you know, to go into that much debt. I think the, it could be harmful if our city needed, say, say we need an emergency, you know, because we have water catastrophe i.e jackson mississippi and we would would not be able to go into any more debt then we'd be in a in a pickle and again i'm not i don't have all the knowledge and people are probably screaming at me that know more about this but um you don't want to you don't want to spend you don't want to max your credit card essentially that's kind of where you are well, and, and does it become does it become a okay? We just traded our entire draft for Ricky Williams, you know, one player, right? And, and 
you know, obviously that you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there was some concern, too, that it would take, you know, how long it would take to get this built and up and going. When we would start seeing income from it would still be a problem. And then and then you're like you say, you're betting on ticket sales. You know, do people go to the games? Do they come out and watch the team? Do they go to the venue? Oh, I think you so. Know? I think so. Especially with something like what was projected. Wow. It would have been exciting. And, but, and they were talking about, you know, that entire area uh, of town. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to turn that entire area around. And that would be huge because you and I both know dozens and dozens of people who won't take their families to the state fair because well, of more the, than the dozens, part sure. of town. Right. And this could have changed the face of that area of town. Uh, but which, there are others which, who say, well, would a, it really have? Would it real, would it, or would it still be, yes, it's a bright, shiny thing in the middle of, you know, an area that people are not willing to go to? I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But it, 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 you also go, okay, one, one major change could turn the entire complexion around. It, it, then it, then it, you know, does it become a domino effect? Well, now look, I mean, I go back to Bucky's over in, you know, over by Forney, Texas. Mm-hmm. My gosh, look at what's happened in that entire area. There's an entirely new town that's come. Furniture stores and hotels oh. and movie theaters and all kinds of retail. Rustin's about to see that. Because one mm-hmm. business invested in that area yes it is we could see that here it it really is sad and i'm I'm hoping that perhaps we can revisit it to a lesser scale maybe i'm not sure if that's even doable you know i don't know that all i know is the when you look at the report the feasibility study does not show the numbers that you need to fund this project and the revenues the revenue stream would not be enough to fund it, and and that's the problem. And, you know? and Rev Entertainment was very gracious in their statement, but it was pretty much the city that pulled out. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't it wasn't Rev's decision as much. Um, uh, Sean Decker made a statement that he says we believe sports and entertainment continues to be a catalyst for a community, and Shreveport is a community we believe in. I hope they can't keep that attitude and keep looking. I, then I say, you know, and then I do say, uh, well, I hope so. Make an investment. Yeah. You know, show that, okay, you believe in us. And that's that's where I, I kind of have. Make your investment in it. I struggle with that a little bit. I'm like, if you believe in this area so much, you pony up some of the money. Right. You know, that's you what put I'm up, saying. Make the up, investment. Let's say you put up half the cost. And so you're taking half the risk. And maybe you get a portion of the revenues. I mean, obviously, you're not going to do that if you're not going to be able to earn it back. But don't necessarily rely on a government entity to fund the entire operation. That's where you have a problem with a city like Shreveport that's not flush with cash. We all know we're not. And we all know we have problems. And they're going to be a part of this community that will say, why are we doing this? When we have... You know, there's always going to be that part of the community. But you, but you have to say that if you, if you, we were under a boil advisory last week because our water towers are, 
a problem. Our water towers are abysmal. When we have those kind of problems all over town. Right. But we're going to build this nice, bright, shiny thing in the middle of town when we are under a boil advisory because our water tank. You know what I mean? There's going to be people that are going to say that, and they're justified in saying it to some to a certain respect. Sure. Um, and they're going to need to show, do they mean business in April for the bond issue? When we say, hey, we're going to do this to our infrastructure, here's what we're going to do, do you mean business or not? But I still say, I, st- <laughs> I still say that that is an investment. It's not like, you know, a guy going, hey, I want to buy a bass boat. Well, a bass boat's not going to benefit the whole family. Mm-hmm. You know, the dad's going to get a great deal of pleasure out of it, but sure. nobody else. This is not like that, in my opinion. This is something that the, the entire community will benefit from. If it's done, you know, if it's done properly. Now, yes. should the city pony up the entire expense and risk? No, of course not. It's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed that it didn't work out. Yeah, it is sad. It really is sad. Mike McCarty, 1017FM710Keel.com. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710Keel. We do need to update you on the uh, wreck on I-20. It happened early this morning about 540. Um, I-20 westbound between Pines Road and Industrial Loop uh, involved an 18-wheeler uh, U.S. mail truck. That's a smaller box truck. Yeah, right? uh, I used to work for Cy Motor Freight years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a bobtail. Okay. Which is not a, there's no trailer. It's it's just one box truck. Okay, and then an SUV the was it. involved. We do know that um, there has been at least one fatality. We have watched the coroner's office um, remove at Take least one somebody. victim yeah. um, from this wreck. But it is impacting traffic all over town. Um, on the Cross Lake Bridge, folks that are coming west on the Cross Lake Bridge, they're being diverted off of uh, 220. Um, your best bet is to be get off at Lakeshore if you can and wind your way around to um, 80. If you can stay on 220, you might want to try to get to 70th Street to get around the mess. Because, again, I-20 westbound is closed. They're forcing traffic off at Pines Road. But if you wait till Pines, you're... You're going to be in, in the middle of it. And, and look, we know this is no, this is inconvenient if you're driving right now. But keep in mind, somebody lost a family member. Mm-hmm. No telling uh, other lives that were affected. We don't know. We don't know the details other than what we can see. Right. Right. So, yes, it's inconvenient for you, and and then that's apologize for that. But uh, keep in mind those that were affected mm-hmm. by this. And what's happening is people are because they can't use I twenty, they're they're getting on to seventieth, they're getting on to Highway eighty to get through. So it's backing up traffic on all the arteries that go east and westbound out on the west side of Shreveport. So that's where all the backup is coming for people that have been texting me going, what's going on on 3132 at 70th? Mm-hmm. Well, that's where traffic is getting off at 70th to keep coming west to get back on at Industrial. Um, and you you will be able to get back on when you get out to Industrial Drive, Industrial Loop, and um, head west. I just, we don't know anything about the deceased person, if it was the person in the 18-wheeler. We do know that it, there was a wreck. Um, the, there may have been a blowout. I'm not certain on that. And the 18-wheeler 
flipped over onto its side. Now they have the big wreckers out there now mm-hmm. that I guess they are they have the equipment to flip it back over. I would guess. I don't know. All right, yeah, that's one that. of the large ones, and, and I think I would imagine we're going to find out they'll you, you know have to put like a, a huge cable and just be able to pull the truck back up onto its wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but again, it's causing big time delays. And if you're just joining us, it's I-20 westbound between Pines and Industrial Loop. There's a wreck right here in front of the radio station. We're just down from the Cracker Barrel restaurant in, if, for reference points. If, if you need to know where we are, that's where we are. Traffic's being forced off at Pines. But it I was looking at the cameras a minute ago. That Pines Road ramp was just a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was barely moving. So Well, and, and coming off 3132, going all the way across Cross Lake Bridge, mm-hmm. uh, it's not at a standstill the last right. time I checked, but it is affecting that traffic as well because people trying to exit westbound yes. onto I-20, you, you're just not even able to do it. And you might even stay on uh, 80 or 70th Street beyond industrial. A little bit because everybody's going to try to be getting back on the interstate at right. industrial. So that's going to stack up those ramps. So you might go on beyond and, and go into Greenwood and get on, out, you know, further out there or at Highway 79, um, 169 and 79 out there by the um This is about three hours now that this is uh, held up. Uh, Traffic, five foot of 540 this morning. 540 this morning was when we heard the wreck and uh, saw I saw the 18-wheeler kind of fishtailing. And it looked like he was out of control. And then, obviously, he flipped. Um, it's just sad. It it really is sad. I know it's inconvenient, but like you said, somebody's lost their life. And uh, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy for that family and, and all the folks involved. Just really terrible. And the interstate was blocked. I mean, there was traffic just stuck for more than an hour. Police did a fabulous job, by the way, mm-hmm. turning them around and getting them back Clearing out that yeah. westbound side right here at the at the wreck site. They let them go the wrong way and get off the get on the Pines Road exit ramp the wrong way to let them get off the interstate and get it, get their their day back going. But it was stopped out there for a good hour, and so there are a lot of SPD all around the area directing traffic to keep them away from this scene. And now the eastbound traffic is slow moving because of rubberneckers. Right, people are just slowing down because they see all the ambulance. I mean, all the um, police lights. So. It's a little bit slow if you're headed eastbound as well. We've got news coming up next. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710keel.com. Breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710keel. Now, earlier this morning, you said you you actually got out of the house on Saturday and drove down the parkway. Uh, before the crew of Centaur Parade to check out the crowd. Yeah, I was coming from my... I did uh, not leave the house at all. I, I had my swim class, and then it was wrapped up about 10.30 or so. And so I said, let me just drive down the parkway and see the crowd. I wanted to see Shreve City as well. So I rolled down the parkway to about Stoner and um, actually a little bit past that, I think. It was pretty packed. I was really very did you surprised. Turn around around Veterans Park there. Is yeah, that what you somewhere did? in that area. Mm-hmm. And I, um, it was I was kind of amazed at how packed it was. And then when I got back to Shreve City, it was very limited. Um, there weren't, weren't too many people out because it was raining pretty good that time of the morning. Um, but po- folks were out. They had their tents up. They were dressed in the best way to describe it would be hunting gear. Right. You know, they had on the, right. the big hunting ponchos and jackets and boots and all that. And they were already um, 
let's just say partying. They right. were having th- themselves one good old time, and um, they were cooking. And I mean, it was smell. raining heavy on Saturday morning mm-hmm. when I got up. It, it was light. It had lightened. It had lightened up uh, pretty significantly throughout the course of the morning and into the afternoon. Yep. But it never really stopped. Just some sort of light precipitation, even. Right. Even some of the crew of Centaur folks say that they got no rain once they started rolling. Okay. They were very lucky. And if you watched any of the parade, you saw that they didn't have any ponchos on. That you saw all the costumes. Oh, it nice. was very cool. I, I was seeing all the costumes and enjoying the uh, KTBS. Were they delayed at any point? Because it seems like I heard. I live in Broadmoor, so it seems like I heard after dark some of the parades still going on. They were still a little bit after dark, and um, I don't think they violated the 7 p.m. I'm not sure about that. I think there may have been one float that broke down that they had to put on a tow truck, I mean on a wrecker, mm-hmm. to pull. But um, other than that, you know, I I didn't hear any big, big things happen. I think it went off without a hitch for the most part. Um, not as big a crowds, obviously, as you would hope. We got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board that said, uh, wife rode on the flo- on a float yesterday, said turnout was below fair. Yeah, and, that, and that's pretty... Which is understandable. Yeah, that's understandable. I, I saw pretty good crowds at the parkway. They were they were raring to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see any crowds at all in Shreve City when I was coming through that. Now, th- again, this is about 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. So they weren't there yet. Right. They were waiting to come out. But on the parkway, they were there. They were already starting to party. They were having one good time and enjoying themselves. Now, conversely, Sunday, we went out to Louisiana Downs for the Barkus and Meow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, after lunch, after church, we went to the Humane Society and picked up a couple dogs to take out because the Humane Society of Northwest Louisiana always sets up a tent in, in oh, these cool. events and has dogs out there. And, and we had a big leash on. It's a yellow leash that says available to adopt or nice. adopt me kind yeah. of thing. And so we had a couple of the dogs. They had more dogs out there. But Aaron, the turnout oh, was yeah. amazing. I mean, the you know how huge the parking lot oh, is for Louisiana Downs. Absolutely. It was packed. That's incredible. I mean, all That's the exciting. way up to the hotels out, out by 80. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. It was so spot. many people because uh, it was it had a little sunshine. Yes. So and it was much nicer weather. And, and so many dogs, and oh. it was so much fun. Got another weekend of Mardi Gras. We have a, a, the crew of Oceanus on Friday. You got uh, Jim and I on Saturday, and you got the Highland Parade on Sunday. So What's another Friday? Friday is the crew of Oceanus, I believe. And we're going to have those folks are going to come in one morning this week and explain this new parade. So it's going to be it's kind of wow. a nice little fun deal they're, they're planning to, to roll on is that, Friday. Is this their first year? Because I've never heard of them. Maybe their second. I'm not, okay. They'll tell us. They'll tell us more. We'll make, we'll, we'll, we're setting up the time for them to come in. So I'm excited about it. 1017 FM, 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Back with McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. You asked earlier if we if if Ruben and I watched any of the Grammys. Yeah, of course y'all were glued to it, weren't weren't you? I, I I will say I will say 
the closest I've ever got, and I don't say this to, in a braggadocious way, but I've narrated a few audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, one I did was uh, one for Bill Joyce in his Guardians of Childhood series. Okay. I've done a few of those for Simon and Schuster out of New York. Nice, and kind of a character voice in in for the for the for the book. Um, Simon and Schuster submitted that for a Grammy nomination. Nice, yeah, wow. So they thought enough of it. I, yeah. I wasn't nominated, but but That's I was. Cool. They, yeah, they submitted. You know, submitted my audio audio for a, a Grammy nomination. So of course you watched the Grammys yesterday. I thought, no, this was years ago. No, no. I know, Ruben, you were glued to the Grammys, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> the only time I've ever watched the Grammys is when uh, Weird Al Yankovic gets nominated. Yeah, I'm going to tell y'all what. And how somebody, long ago has that been? <laughs> a while. <laughs> somebody put this is, and I'm I'm praying they were joking, but they said, "Who was that?" Uh, who was that Tracy Chaplin chick singing with Luke Combs oh, at his, no. his fast car song? <laughs> Why good. was she up there singing his fast car uh, song? No. Well, it was. It was Tracy Chapman. Well, Taylor Swift, of course, just just dominated the yeah. entire night. There was a girl, Aaron, that, that posted. I guess who wasn't there with her, her by the way? Really? Yeah. He was not there. Well, he's getting ready for a Super Bowl, kind of yeah. another football game. <laughs> he could have taken a few hours out. I'm joking. I, I saw a girl posted a, a, a video on TikTok, okay? Uh, because, you know, there's people that are really, how come we got to keep seeing Taylor Swift during the football game? Mm-hmm. I'm tired of seeing that. Oh, come on. First of all, if that's your biggest gripe yeah, right now, yeah. you got a pretty good life. Right. Uh, but she posted, she's sitting in her car. And and she's actually posting like, okay, this is what you people. And she's and she's going. <laughs> I was I was at a Taylor Swift concert and I was trying to watch the concert, and they kept putting Travis Kelsey up on the screen, <laughs> and I'm trying to watch the concert. <laughs> and and my, I'm not at a football game. Oh, Why do I have to keep seeing Travis Kelsey? And oh. she's it's, it is actually pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> she goes. It's like, this is what you people sound like. Taylor was cute, though. She gets up, and when she won a few trophies, but she gets up to accept one, and she goes, now I do have a surprise to announce. See, and everybody like, thought, yeah, an engagement, yeah. you're not going to show a ring. Ooh, she going to flash some jewelry? And she goes, my new album drops in April. <laughs> right. Self-promotion. She's the queen of it, man. She's well, so good. What is this, four albums of the year in a row? Is that She's won four albums. I don't know if it's in a row, but she's won four albums of the year. And no artist has ever done that. Nope. Uh, she, Frank Sinatra had three. Two other artists had three. And she's now broken the tie, and she has four albums of the year. Jay-Z got up there and said, he, he kind of bashed him a little bit. He said, yeah, you know who's gotten more Grammys than anybody else, but not an album of the year? Something's wrong with your metrics. It's like, ooh, he was defending the wifey there, you know. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> He's got more Grammys than anybody else, but ain't never won album of the year. And, and talking about Beyonce. Yep, Beyonce. Okay. Yep, so absolutely. His beloved. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Just in, can't you just be happy for somebody? Yeah, can't you just be happy for somebody. I know. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on one hundred one seven FM and seven ten Keel. 
By the way, you mentioned last week a couple of things. Um, I don't know if they were both on Netflix. I don't remember. But uh, the documentary about We Are the World. Yes. Has that just dropped? Is that pretty it, new? It's pretty new, I think. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Watched it. What'd you think? Wow, it was fascinating. It really was, wasn't it? Um, I oh, they had such a short window to get it done. Oh, that's how they had all those artists mm-hmm. because it was the night of the AMAs. Yes. And so that's why they were all in town and they were able to. And a few came in. Mm-hmm. Springsteen, uh, Springsteen came in from Jersey, I think. Right. He was on just wrapping Dionne up his Warwick tour. Warwick was coming in from Vegas. It was incredible. It really was incredible how they did it. It really I, I, it was stunning. And how everybody just kind of did what they did, you know? And it was so funny because the dynamics of, I mean, you've got Bruce Springsteen and Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, all, Michael all these. Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson. Michael yeah. Jackson, all these artists. Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. which, okay, lo- love him or hate him, I, the man's still iconic. You bet. Kenny Rogers, and at the time, you got to remember, this was the the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Every one of these artists were at the peak of their oh, careers. Yes, yes. And 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 they did say that a lot of them had egos. You know, like when they're around their managers, when they're own in their own little bubble, right? But when they were in that room, it was like every one of them was intimidated. Yes, by all of them. <laughs> exactly. They Even, were starstruck. Here's Steve Perry. Mm-hmm probably one of the greatest vocalist rock band vocalists of all time absolutely yeah and he's just kind of looking around i know <laughs> it was so deer in the headlights fascinating. Yes. yes it was incredible to watch huey lewis had a great story too when when prince didn't show up yes and they said okay you get prince's line <laughs> It's like, huh? Yeah. He goes, you can't tell, but my legs were shaking. Oh God, that was so funny. It's a it's a well done documentary. Yeah, very well done. I didn't realize Lionel Richie was so instrumental. I didn't either. In all of that, I did not either. And he and how huge he was in 1985. Right, he was big. He was on top of the world. He was at the Grammys last night and even referenced. He said, "This was the day when we won the Grammy for We Are the World for songwriting." Wow. So I mean, he and Michael won the. uh, the Grammy for writing that song. Yes. And that song has made millions and millions and millions of dollars for famine relief, which yes. was the goal. You right. know, we need to help feed the world and they did. And it's still making money. Okay. Maybe you could, I, I don't get the whole Cindy Lauper thing. I don't either. Okay. I don't either. Okay. I don't, even some of my girlfriends who love girls just want to have a Right. I, she had never, one, one real, I mean, you know, come on. I never got it. And now she's selling some skin products, you know, because she's got a skin disease or something. I don't know. Didn't get it. I, I didn't even like the, all the time the documentary spent on her. I was I like, no, that's what I was saying. Really? Spend more time on others. And you saw who walked out, right? When they started to do Swahili. <laughs> was it Merle? Waylon Jennings. Waylon, yes, Waylon. And he didn't even walk out angrily. It wasn't no. like he was angrily. He just didn't know good old boy ever saying Swahili. I'm <laughs> yeah, he sorry. Was. He didn't know what it was. He, he didn't no know clue. what they were saying, what it was. Right. And, and so. And they ended up not doing that. I don't, I think maybe there was a line or two, but because there were so many languages that in Ethiopia and they were like, Swahili is <laughs> not really the language in Ethiopia. Which message was. on the message board. Yeah. Kenny Rogers before the bad plastic surgery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. You looked in that room and you saw some bad, 
bad plastic surgery ahead for a lot of those folks. Uh, yes. Uh, Michael Jackson, of course. I, and uh, and I know. even said at one point, if Michael would have stopped right there, he looked good. He did. He looked fantastic. Yes. But he didn't stop. He had it more was coming. Funny. Every Jackson, I don't know if you saw the credits. Tito and Marlon and yes. me, you know, Jermaine, I mean, they, they were all there. Right, it was, absolutely. Uh, it was fascinating. Yeah, if you get a chance to, to check that out, uh, it's on Netflix, I think. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I love the music documentary. It was so good. 101.7 FM, I-20, uh, they're, they're working to clear that up as we speak. They've gotten all the vehicles except a truck. Uh, so they're working on clearing that out. Drive carefully. Avoid I-20 westbound. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel.